We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois. And let's not forget Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. Never forget Trinity. No, no, no. Uh, and I have just a couple of things to, to talk about. Uh, first of all, how, how was your Christmas? Did, did, we say, Christmas? did we say what the show oh, is? Oh, no, we didn't. We always forget we're, that. We're terrible at that. <laughs> we are. We are. This is uh, wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. And Matt, it looks like you're... you're coming out a little hot there. I see you're coming up red there. So, just there we go. Okay. All right. Is we're that better? New, we're, uh, yeah, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm just watching the thing. We're in a new studio here, so please, please excuse us. This is not our usual studio, but we're do, making do here uh, with uh, wrestling with the basics, as Matt said. Uh, and, and the reason I was asking about your holiday, because I had a really nice present. In fact, if I can find out where uh, the people that gave it to me, my, my, it was my uh, uh, my grand, uh, grand no, no, my kids, my stepkids, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to get one for you. It's a wonderful t-shirt, and it's kind of like uh, the theme, I think, of, of our show. It says, don't kill innocent plants. <laughs> you know what it says, then, don't you, Matt? There's a punchline, huh? Yeah, eat bacon. Eat bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holy yes, cow, we, we are your bacon-eating program. <laughs> that's good. We, we do what we can for the pork producers of America. I, and I had, I had, did you have bacon this morning? I had bacon. I had a bacon egg did cheese you really? sandwich. Oh, on nice. No, I did not. I just had a bowl of cereal. And here's the other thing I wanted to just share, just as we're kind of getting some preliminaries out of the way. You know, I was thinking, I, I'm so disgusted at, at the way they have commercialized the holidays. Would you agree with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, overdone. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you're probably thinking of Christmas and Easter, but I, I'm thinking of a Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> Do you realize they've even commercialized Talk Like a Pirate <laughs> Is Day? Is that right? Can you imagine that? Golly. Yeah, well, now apparently it's some big promo to get you to go eat at Long John Silver's. Is they, that right? If you go in and talk like a pirate, they give you an extra piece of fish. Come on, people. Let's keep the sanctity of Talk Like a Pirate uh, Day. Something so pure and wholesome as Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> yeah. They have the, to go and commercialize, commercialize it. it like terrible. that. So, uh, all right. It's going to be devoid of all of its deep meaning (laughs) before you know it. That's right. Making things up. All right. So, now here's what really interests me. So, wait, wait. What is Talk Like a Pirate Day? Well, you know what? It's in September sometime, isn't it? (laughs) You're the one who told me about it. I didn't know about it. You're the one that told me. I I, I thought it was maybe right around the corner since you were bringing it up. Well, no. It's just. I actually read an article that was talking about how in our country, our holidays have all become commercialized. Yes. uh Tickle me that that was one of the holidays that the article mentioned. It really did. It highlighted Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> That's right. Because now, no, it's not just about talking like a pirate for the joy of talking like a pirate. No, you can go in and get an extra piece of fish. Well, well you know, people talk about you're know, playing Christmas music a month before Christmas. Break. They're talking like a pirate weeks before Talk Like a Pirate Day. Just to get free fish. Just to get the free fish. What is this nation coming to? <sighs> but see, what, what really intrigues me, so enough of the goofiness, because we're, we're, you know, we have our men goofiness. That's what makes us 
Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. But you intrigued me because Matt and I... We do, All right now, there's no time for foolishness. <laughs> Thank you. We, we do a little communication before the show. It might be hard to believe. Uh, but Matt said you wanted to talk about the story of Daniel, but you wanted to tell us more than what you might get in the Sunday school lesson, and that kind of intrigued me. Yeah, so Daniel what, and the lion's den. I think that's one yeah. of the, the classic Sunday school stories. And rightly so, right? Yeah. That story of God's deliverance, and I think we all know how the story ends, and, and that's good. But there's some other nuggets there, I think, when we dig a little deeper that apply to to uh, our lives in other ways, too. Okay. So certainly that deliverance of God, oh boy, that's that's key, right, in the story. Yeah, if you're going to be in a lion's den, it's good to know. It's good to know, right? Uh, but then also, uh, just in terms of, uh, of the king and his edict, and when the king commands not just Daniel, but everyone yeah. to do something that's really opposed to God. How does Daniel deal with that? How does he wrestle with that? Because you know, certainly uh, that could still happen today, and in some parts of the world it is happening yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of lions, whoa, I think something to, to kind of keep in mind here. I know you kind of said that in jest. Uh, we don't have to worry about lions all that much, but uh, maybe one lens to look at this account with is through that lens of that very real lion, that ferocious lion. The, that's, the devil is like yeah, a roaring lion. Is that what you're yeah, referring exactly. to? Exactly. Yep. You know, someone who doesn't seek just to, to devour us in body, but body and soul, uh, and to, to bring us death, not just now, but for, for eternity. So so I think that's another way to look at this story, too, is not just in terms of God's deliverance from from these literal lions that Daniel's dealing with, yeah. but but what about that very real lion who seeks to devour us? You know, even if we aren't thrown to the lions uh, here in, in this life, no, what about that that lion that seeks to, to devour and destroy? Uh, well, well, you've got me hooked. Okay, so well, where, yeah, where do you want to start well, the, doing the we're, story? We're in then. Daniel chapter 6, all right? Okay. And just to kind of set the scene, the, the book of Daniel begins, with uh, folks from uh, Judah being departed, taken away by the Babylonians. So they take away kind of the the best, the brightest, the youngest, the good-looking, the strong. You and I would have been left behind. It would have been an issue for us. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be left behind. (laughs) That's something we would not have had to worry about. That's right. But but, but there were people that that did involve, and there's some pretty familiar people. So we got those three guys in the fiery furnace. like Okay, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, Shack and Benny, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) Just a tip of the hat to the VeggieTales folks that that give them those clever names, Shack and Benny. Uh, And then you also have Daniel, too. He's named among those, too. So this story picks up now with Daniel. Now, the, the guy, the Babylonian king, in the beginning of the book is... As VeggieTales calls him, Mr. Nebby K. Never. <laughs> Nebby K. Never. Yeah, Mr. Never. Nebby K. Never. Yeah. But Nebuchadnezzar, in other words. Yeah. Uh, but now it's a different king. Oh, it is? Yeah. Who's king now? Well, well we're going to read and find okay. out. So now it's king, uh, as he's named here, Darius. 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 You know, before we go on, isn't that interesting, though? So they were taken captive. And yet they still served in the courtyards of these uh, Babylonian kings. You would think they'd say, hey, I can't do that. No, no, no. That would be, no, That they go. They work for them. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. not only do they serve, I mean, they, they, they thrive. And, yeah. And, and can you, as we go through this, I mean, I think that's so interesting. Can you think of any other examples in Scripture where that's the case? This isn't the only time, right? So even before them, we have that guy with the... The coat of many colors, right? Oh, that's right. Joseph yeah. serving in Potiphar's court and then in yeah. Pharaoh's court. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Pharaoh, this pagan king, right? And yet he's serving in his court, second in command even, uh, and yet he serves. 
Uh, well, and, you know, because I think there are a lot of Christians who say, oh, no, you know, the government, it, it's it's secular. In fact, our government now has got a lot of things that are corrupt and stuff. So Christians should, but no, apparently, no, Christians can serve in a secular government too. Even if even if it's an, and this is not a good government. This is a wicked government, this, as we'll yeah. see in the story. But we can still serve them. Most definitely. And, and that is, so, I mean, already we're thinking, you know, they, these are not issues that you wrestle with yeah. <laughs> in Sunday school. But yet they're here in this account. They are. And I think for us as adults, as we wrestle with this. Yeah, yeah, these are some issues. How do we, how do we as a, a Christian, a follower of the Lord, like Daniel, how do we relate to, to government and to secular life? And, and can a Christian in good conscience serve in the government? You know, all those things that they are sort of wrapped up in this account. And we get a picture of how does how does Daniel and faith handle those things? That's right, and that, that's the issue. So we can do it. We cannot just say you shouldn't be part of it. In fact, we probably should be part of it as Christians. But there's probably a place where we have to draw the line. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, I mean, and I'm gonna just extend this a little more. Yeah. All the prophets. I mean, they're not necessarily in the courts of no, kings but working they are. for the king, but yeah. certainly they interact with kings, right? And certainly they speak that word of the Lord to kings, and and certainly they didn't um, isolate themselves no. from the secular authorities, but instead God even times calls them to be very close to them. Uh, so, yeah. Very, well, very, and yet, see, there's a difference if you're a prophet, because you're not actually working for you're the not, king. You're not on the payroll, right? But but you're right. Yeah. They continue to interact with them and speak to them, but, but, but now Daniel, though, he's actually working for the king yes so rack shack and benny daniel (laughs) these guys are they're in the courts they're they're working for the king yep and how do they deal with that all right so where how far do you want me to read here well let's do uh chapter six you know this is a pretty good chunk we're gonna have to move a little fast but let's do chapter six uh, verses one through three let's get started please darius so that's the new king to set up over the kingdom 120 satraps now these are not the traps used to catch mice right (laughs) those are the mouse traps no these are the satraps so what is a satrap (laughs) <laughs> that's just a title. Title. Okay. So, a right. title for someone who uh, is, is an official in the king's court. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so we, we're getting the bureaucracy set up. Here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So instead of you know instead of senators and congressmen, representatives, you got your say traps. All right. And, and uh, to be throughout the whole kingdom and over them three presidents. Now we know that term. Yeah. Yeah. Of whom Daniel was one. Wow. Right. He was a president. So he is. He's a big muckety muck, right? Wow. He's not just a say trap. No, he's. A He's a president. One of the three presidents. <laughs> Big muckety muck. <laughs> you kids. That's what the Hebrew says. <laughs> the, the original Hebrew. Hebrew of them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, in fact, it does Quit say that. making things up. <laughs> to whom these satraps should give account. So, he's the, he is the big muckety-muck. They answer to Daniel. So that the king might suffer no loss. So, he's actually serving the king to make sure the king benefits and, and prospers. And yeah. this is a foreign, pagan, alien King, yeah, and as Gentile we see, king, yeah, and as we see, well, we'll see in a little bit. The king, he likes Daniel. Daniel's doing a pretty good job yeah. for the king. So then, uh, this Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Wow. Kind of like Joseph again. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I think that's a really good parallel is, is Joseph himself. And and why? Because there was what in him? An excellent spirit. spirit. So it's not just Daniel, and it wasn't yeah. just Joseph, and it's not just Rack, Shack, and Benny, but it's it's God working in them and through them and blessing the work that they do on behalf of a pagan king even. And, and you know, see, that's a good thing for us to remember. If there's anything good coming out of our vocations for whoever we 
we're working for, it's got to be because God is giving us that spirit too. We, we could not do that in and of ourselves. I think that's what makes us different as workers, as Christians. We're not really relying upon our own efforts, but we consider every uh, ability, every talent, every skill we have, that's a gift that God has given us, and we want to use it to the best of our ability. Exactly. Not just for us pastor types, but, but yeah, for husbands for and wives. Plumbers, for those who, electricians. Plumbers, people who work in the federal government here in the United yeah, States, which, yeah. you know, a secular government, right? But yet God blesses and God works through and can make us a blessing to those different callings. Then the then the presidents and satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel. Ah, oh, so they were getting jealous, huh? Yeah, well, uh, Daniel, again, you know, as good as he is, he keep in mind, he's a foreigner, right? He's a yeah, Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. All right, and he's one of the top three guys. Oh, man, that'd be like having a Muslim uh, have a well, key position in government or something, yeah, right? That'd yeah. make you uncomfortable, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but they could find no ground of complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So I think this motivation is, is jealousy here. A foreigner, he's not from around here, he wasn't born here, uh, but yet he's in this position of power. You know, I, you mentioned Muslim, but I think another example is just, you know, a Russian oh, yeah. <laughs> becomes vice yeah. president, right? Yeah. Not born here, kind of a, a newcomer to the land. He still has their Russian accent even, and here they are in charge. <laughs> What's going on? So they're going to, they're going <laughs> to, Daniel says his Hebrew accent is, they want to take him down. No fault, though. Now, that doesn't mean Daniel's perfect, right? Uh, no, no, of course not. But as the Lord is with him, and he's doing what's right, even in the eyes of the secular authorities. Uh, so they have to find some other way to take Daniel down, and they want to do something connected to his faith, connection to his God. Should I keep on reading? Yeah, let's go ahead and read. Yeah, go ahead and go through verse uh, 9. Then these presidents and satraps came by agreement to the king. Uh, that's King Darius. Oh, it says, and, oh, King Darius, live forever. Uh, all the presidents of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. Oh, I can see trouble already. So, yeah, everyone seems in on it, right? Yeah, you get yeah. the, the presidents, the satraps, uh, the, uh, the, the governors, you know, it's like nowadays the mayors even came and showed up and wanted a, the president to pass something. And and the, I think it sounds to me like they kind of flatter the guy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, for 30 days, you know, let's let's pass this on. No one prays anyone except for you, O King. You know, you. And, and really, if we're looking at our list of Ten Commandments, I think it's probably... Number one, right ah, on the list. I should have another gods before yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, and number two, maybe too, you know, to honor God's name and only pray to him and praise his name. But uh, here they are, and the king, he ends up signing the injunction. He well, why wouldn't it. you? It sounds like a perfect injunction in law to me if I'm... <laughs> If I'm if the head king, guy, right? Yeah. If I'm the king. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's it's a selfish thing to do, and maybe they stroke his ego, and he signs. But I am king, after all. Pray to, I'll take care of you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But you know, you think of kings throughout history, right? Uh, you think of all the different emperors in the Roman Empire, and you literally thinking they are gods themselves. Go back to Egypt. We mentioned Pharaoh. Well. Uh, Christmas, Caesar Augustus ordering people to pack up their bags and move wherever yep. they needed to because I'm Caesar. I can do that. Yep. Yeah. 
And you wonder if if the king had any inkling what they were up to. You know, we don't get any indication that he did. No, probably not. Um, and probably I wonder not. at what point he does he realize? Oh, wait a second. Maybe Uh-oh. that was. Uh, maybe they were manipulating <laughs> you know, me, the king. All right. Well, yeah. Let's keep going. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in the upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. So out in the open, out in the public here, where everybody could see him. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Yeah, and, yeah, well, let's, okay, let's okay. stop there. Right. Yeah. So, so he's in this practice every day of going yeah. home, opening up his windows, praying three times a day, facing Jerusalem. Uh, and, you know, that makes sense. Someone who's been exiled, you know, he, they, yeah. he's facing home, right? And, and back where, you know, the temple and all those things are located. Uh, yeah. um, you know, and I can't help but think that they, they knew that Daniel did this on a oh, regular sure. basis. And, and that's why they're targeting him. So they 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 follow Daniel home, it looks like. They waste no time and uh, he keeps on doing what he what he's been doing. And it's and it's not that it's yeah. not that Daniel didn't know that this law had been oh, signed. No. In verse 10, it's really it clear. Says, he knew yeah. the document had been signed. And what is this? There's the first thing he does, he goes home and he prays. And he, he and I think this is interesting too. And in his prayer there uh, in verse 10, he prayed and gave Thanks. thanks. Yeah. Even yeah. in the midst of this, he's given thanks to God. Yeah. 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 And don't you think he gives thanks to God because he understands that he is going to be used as a witness now to all of these other people. That this God, as he says, I'll 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 work everything together for your good. So even in this cross, Daniel knows, well, Lord, you're going to work some blessings out of this for me and hopefully for everybody around me, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and Perhaps yeah, so. And, and, you know, see, the other thing I think, it's interesting, he doesn't go do this secretly or hidden. Oh, no, no, I, I better not. I guess I'll, I'll keep praying to God, but I'll, I'll close my doors and do it in a clock, which you could do because Jesus says that, doesn't yeah. he? He says, yeah. go pray. But no, no, he does this very open, very publicly, because, as you said, this is a violation of the commandments of God. If it had something to do with personally with Daniel, I think Daniel probably would have just kept whatever he did secret and hidden. But because this is an offense against the Lord Almighty, nope, he's got to do it out in the open. Yeah, And I, I it's interesting. How does he react to this, what he knows to be an unjust yeah, law? Yeah. And most likely even knows this is a law aimed against him in particular. Exactly. And, and still, he doesn't. he doesn't go and complain to the king. Yeah. He doesn't go and, and protest or in the streets or anything. And so he just keeps on doing what he's been doing. Yeah. He, he just keeps living out his faith. And, and he does it even though he may face consequences. He still just does what he does. Uh, he just continues to pray to the Lord. I, I think, you know, as we dig a little deeper beyond this Sunday school lesson, you know, I think something that's kind of convicting is, you know, they these guys know... Dan is a faithful guy, and if we're going to catch him doing something wrong, it's going to. Well, I have to be connected to God. You know, what is is our prayer life and our devotional uh. life that faithful <laughs> that if if someone from the outside looking in would say, "Oh boy, you know that's that's what they're about," yeah, uh, Matt or John or whoever it is, uh, they 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 pray. They're faithful. They're in the Word of God, and if they were looking to, to trip us up or something, you know, would that be what they would? What would come to their mind first about us? Would that be what <laughs> defines us? Our devotional prayer life? No, they probably do something with bacon. With bacon. If they're yeah, trying but... to cause me to fail, if we do well, something with bacon, God, tempt him with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, I think too, another way to word that is, uh, they, they, 
they look in on Daniel, and there's enough to convict him of breaking this law. Oh, yeah. And if if a law like this were passed, is there enough evidence to convict us of, of praying <laughs> right. and if you know, prayer being on our crime, knees? If prayer was a yeah, crime, could yeah, we be convicted yeah, of it? Yeah. Uh, so, so things to kind of consider, too, as we, we look at Daniel and his example and his life. Uh, but the story ultimately isn't about Daniel, right? Nope, it's about nope, yeah. Daniel's God and the what he's praying to. So let's let's keep on going here with verse uh, twelve and following. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Uh, then they came near and said to the king concerning the injunction, "O king, uh, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within thirty days, except to you, O king, shall be uh, cast into the den of lions?" The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, there's that foreigner bit you were yep. talking about, Matt, uh, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Yeah, so I wonder if the king, the light bulb might go off at this point. <laughs> at this point. And especially if they're coming back the same day this was signed, who knows? <laughs> and yeah. uh, they they bring these charges. Uh, okay, well, let's, we're going to have to speed it up a little, John, but okay. if you want to well, go we through Okay, well, we don't get it done. We, we can we'll finish do our it up next here. week. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's just press on with uh, uh, verse 14 and following. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. So, uh, like I said, the light bulb did yeah, go on, didn't it? Yeah, and, you know, he cares about Daniel, yeah. even though he's a foreigner, but he's this is someone the king favors. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians <laughs> that no one injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. They're kind of, yeah, maybe they see that the king might be waffling a little. Yeah, You know, yeah. it's getting to be midnight. He still hasn't uh, given that order of execution yeah. yet. He's stalling, so they remind him. And it's it's almost, you know, it reminds me a little of that New Testament account with with Herod, right? Oh, and yeah. And John the Baptist and how yeah. he kind of, uh, he's not so sure he wants to decapitate yeah. John, but since everyone's watching, he goes ahead and does it. Sort of the same thing here, too. You know, Darius doesn't really want to do it, but they they keep reminding him that he's obligated to do it. And, and doesn't this say something about worldly power? That often people that think they are in control, they're really not. They also have to kind of bend their whim mm-hmm. to the people that are around them and keep people impressed yeah. and probably do a lot of things that maybe they don't really want to do. But, well, it's what I got to do to be popular. Things. Even yeah. this king that is being prayed yes. to yeah. is being manipulated and by these individuals, yeah, by people in his own court. So it shows that we probably don't have as much control, even if we were the king, yep. uh, that, that what we might think. Uh, then the king commanded... And Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. Neat prayer, isn't it, man? Yeah, you know, yeah. and that he's, this is the only time that, uh, you know, a pagan says, you know, that, well, your God, and then later, uh, this phrase that he says, he, you know, I'm skipping ahead a little here, Darius yeah. called him the living God. So, you know, we, we start to see maybe God working on Darius's heart uh-huh. a little, too. Uh, uh-huh. that's, that's something to keep in mind as we read through the rest of here. Uh, but, but again, he, he really, really a, a blessing, almost a prayer that may your God deliver you. And isn't it kind of ironic that the injunction was that you shouldn't pray to anybody? And here's the king himself. I love that, Jack. Yeah. Great insight. Here's the king himself 
praying <laughs> that pray the Lord, Lord would deliver. Because obviously, praying to me is not going to help you in this situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even I have not got the power. I love it. Thought. Yeah, it, it's beyond my control now. You're on your own, Daniel. May your God deliver you. And maybe this this recognition too that maybe the King deep down knows that even the false gods uh-huh. aren't going to be able to do it. These idols and others that he and others may worship. They're not going to be able to do anything either. It's it's up to Daniel's God if anything's going to happen. That, that is a cool insight because he could have easily said, "Well, pray to the God of the Babylonians." Or, yeah. But no, no, he he recognizes. No, there's something special about Daniel. Maybe, maybe, and in fact, that's the only hope there is at this point, isn't it? Because he's not going to help him. The lions aren't going to help him. Uh, somebody else is going to help him. So here's the call. So. We'll finish this up next week because you've kind of left us hanging. Well, we can't we'll, leave Daniel in the lion's den. Well, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Lord, let's leave him in the lion's den no. over the week. Yes, yes. Will he be gotta eaten? Come back, You've got to come back. Will Daniel be swallowed? <laughs> Will he be eaten whole? We'll find out next week on <laughs> Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.